0: Welcome to Rock Vegas, everybody. Um, It's Glenn Rockney here, and I got a special episode today, something that I've never done. I've had interviews on here today, but um, this is... uh, I'm having somebody from the enemy on today. Um, The enemy this week. I got nothing against the Colts week by week, but just this week, you know, it's all bad. But um, I I got tong on here today and uh he runs something called indie film scout right you have a twitter account uh indie film scout is that what it is yes yes. yeah and uh you you do a big uh um you you do a lot of good work with like analytics and and film and and uh and stuff like that but uh just give me a give me a breakdown of what you do uh as indie film scout
1: right so really the goal with the account is about um i try to be like a quintessential like fan account my goal when making it was just to kind of like cover what like the general public um, was saying about the Colts and trying to share like different articles and talk about you know what's being said on TV and like different analysis and then I kind of got into like the film side of like looking at football and then also like the analytics and so trying to like kind of put all that together and make a more like all-encompassing like coverage like for Colts for general Colts fans Um, so it's kind of like basically what I do right now nice um so
0: analytics right uh mm. f- football seems to be the last sport where people are really like numbers in this sport what are you talking about so in in analytics in football I, i've come to i've come around in the last couple maybe last year or two because i, I kind of like i kind of think they make the game better honestly right, like I, right. in, i'm a big baseball fan i don't like analytics in baseball not that <laughs> right. i don't think that they're correct i just don't think they make the game as fun so mm. i think in in When you look at the analytics, analytical decisions in the NFL, like go for two, go for it on fourth down, just things like that. But the numbers, that's exciting when we watch that on TV. So, as far as like, I don't know your background in the game of football. I don't know if you played. I don't know anything like that. But if you, when you, when you're, what is it like the analytics versus the
1: eye test to you? Like, how different is it? Okay. So, as far as like my background, I played in high school. um, And, I think, like, understanding, like, uh, our high school team wasn't great. And so, like, kind of, like, understanding and learning the game was kind of difficult. I think the thing about analytics is, for me, I didn't really, like, my entire life, the main sports I watched was soccer and basketball. And I was, like, never really a fan of football until I really, like, um, like, was finishing high school and got into statistics, which is extremely weird. No one gets into football because they love math.
0: I've heard that more than you think honestly really? from some guys. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I remember hearing bets. I don't know if you follow all 22 like bets. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. No, he said like the same thing. He's like, I didn't really like football growing up and, and yeah, yeah. He got into it that way.
1: Crazy. Um, and so as far as like analytics and eye test, I think it's really interesting, um, how it kind of works in football. I think when you look at how it happens in basketball and soccer, it's like incredibly like interwined the way they do like video scouting and video analysis. And it's really interesting to me how in both the sports and all the variables they have, how easily it is for uh, for analysts and fans and teams to kind of like track and use analytics. But in football, there's like this kind of like brigade of like, how do we do it? Or like, it doesn't make sense. Um, and I think the issue right now, I think it's football is at a crossroads where, um, I guess the general public, I don't really know what's happening within teams. Um, All the crazy like team research that stuff I don't really think we'll know for years. Mm -hmm. But as far as like what we understand in the public, um, I think there's uh, kind of like a difficulty of trying to put together how um, how the film works, how schematics work, and then trying to contextualize that with numbers and video scouting. I think uh, when you look at like something like a PFF, um, it's really easy to take what should be more context out of context because they do supply a number that represents, that's supposed to represent uh, like a player's performance. Um, and so for many fans and a lot of observers, that's like really problematic because it doesn't always represent like what's happening or what's no. supposed to happen. <laughs> um, and then obviously if you're a fan of a team and your players don't grade well, like for the Colts, people just, you know, write it off. They say, oh, it's, you know, it's bullshit. And so I think maybe in a few years, yeah, generally um it'll progress kind of like how the NBA has with their like advanced stats and how yeah you know, just regular fans talk about advanced stats um over like the box score but for football right now I think uh it's still developing.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I think you're right too. It's funny cuz uh for for the Raiders, right? Like there's a lot of people that are like nah, I don't I don't do the analytics stuff, but like they're like a lot of people are down on, on clue and all. i'll give that as an example <laughs> for all. he's like they love him like pff loves clue and he's a 12th rated i think 12th or 14th ranked edge in the league like to right. them but if you ask like 90 percent of raider fans they would be like trash you know what i mean yeah, like he's right. terrible and uh you know a lot goes into that right because they want like high i the reason <laughs> i like it is because it goes even if you might disagree and some people do watch like all 22 and try to compare it to the grades and maybe it doesn't line up to some people because mm-hmm. there's still a little bit of you know there's still a personal element to it. Like where right, the person right. that's watching the film still has to grade that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you're never going to get a completely objective look at it, but um, guys like Cleveland Furrow, they grade out well cause they they've he's had a higher win rate this year, even though he only has two sacks. Right. And they came against the and 11 jets. And, <laughs> uh, and so, you know, I'm sure you've seen that with guys with the Colts and stuff and uh, and I I do think it's interesting so uh, yeah I I don't know if you wanted to say anything on that but (laughs) I was just telling Raider Nation about that no
1: yeah that's uh, that's definitely how it goes for the Colts as well Uh, people say like oh, the PFF has an agenda against the Colts or you know stuff like that and it's like usually like if you listen to what they say like read the articles or just like like dig a little deeper you know pretty like pretty straightforward and you can kind of understand where they're coming from, usually.
0: Yeah, no, one hundred percent. So let's get into the matchup uh, this Sunday. I, I'm glad because I, I remember I, this must have been like almost preseason. I tried to line yes. this up, right? Like it was yes. something I was like, "Hey, man, you gotta come on," because you're on the schedule, and it's like late, you're like, "Yeah, way down the road." I feel like this. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was like five weeks ago, but it's been a full NFL. Yeah, it's been months. Game yeah, yeah, it's insane. Like how fast the season's gone by. But uh, uh, I'm I'm glad the game means something. First of all. Uh, because our two teams, they don't, those games don't always mean something. And, uh, uh, this late in the year. So I'm glad it means something. But, uh, the Raiders and the Colts are both vying for a playoff spot in uh, an expanded format. But, um, now the Colts are a little, uh, in a better spot because the Colts don't have the Kansas City Chiefs in their division. Uh, so they could actually win their division. Uh, Raiders are just like, I don't know, the Chiefs, even though they beat the Chiefs, it doesn't even matter. And, uh, so when you, Oh, or let me get into this. I'm sorry. A win for the if the Raiders were to win this weekend, it would be a huge win. It's kind of the season for the Raiders, honestly. This this uh this Sunday. Uh if they were to win, they would have the tiebreaker of the Colts and Cleveland for the wild card. Um and uh you'd still have Miami on your schedule uh coming up, so you'd be able to have technically have a tiebreaker over all three teams and then have the same record as the Colts right now because the Colts are a game up on the Raiders. Um as a Colts fan, wh- Judging by what you saw, what you thought preseason about this team, is this what you thought kind of would happen with the Colts this year?
1: Um, I, I think it kind of is. Um, this season is kind of like what Chris Ballard and Frank Reich were trying to say last season was going to be with Jacoby Brissett. Um, right. It's like it's it's very clear that like we aren't necessarily good enough to separate from like the mid tier of NFL teams, but because of uh like our different schematics and our coaching like we are able to consistently win games that we should win even if it's not to the margins that we would like to see and use to predict like for performance in the future um and so like uh, there are a lot of games that could have swung like we could have lost uh like the- so many games, the Bengals game Packers game. I I was rooting so
0: hard for Aaron. Rodgers. I mean, no disrespect, but you know, it's it's a playoff spot. And I'm like, how do the Packers let that happen? Right. And even,
1: even last week, Deshaun Watson had the ball, at the 10 yard line and it just came out of his hand. Um, and so like, yeah, like it's, it, it kind of is, um, like what I've expected. I think I've been surprised at Phillip rivers. I was kind of, um, like I was I was very happy when we signed Phillip Rivers, but I'm I've been surprised at how uh you would say the amount of like whip he still has in his arm. I thought he was kind of dead after last season. Oh did I, and yeah. He, <laughs> he has been making a lot of tight window throws, which is what you like to see. And he's um he's really commanding the offense right now, even without a thousand yard receiver.
0: True, yeah, and 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 no, you're one hundred percent right. And uh um let's get to the injury report right now. Mm. So I'm going to I'm going to pull that up right now because it's yeah. a huge injury report for both teams. Yeah, it's like it's brutal. So let me I'm going to put it up on the screen share real fast. But uh the it's it, I didn't realize the Colts were as banged up as the Raiders. I, like I that was one thing I learned today. So uh yeah, you got about uh double digits on both sides. The Raiders <laughs> yeah. still the Raiders still have you guys beat, but uh um you'll see some former uh Raider names like Danico Autry. I'll I'll always be a Danico Autry fan. But uh, yeah, yeah, they're getting Danico Autry back, Trey Burton back. You guys have like 10 tight ends that are good. And uh, uh, it looks like uh, Anthony Costanzo came back to practice today too. And the Raiders uh, actually got some good news today. It looks like Trent Brown will be back on uh, on Sunday as well as Josh Jacobs. I don't know what percent healthy Josh Jacobs is, but um, it should be – Given how big the injury report is, you should have some of your best guys for that game. What do, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I was worried coming to the game, because, um, like, earlier in the week, we were down to our, like, third string, third string left tackle, mm-hmm. which I felt like could be an incredible weakness in this game. Like, you know, it could be another Max Crosby random four-sack game. <laughs> um, I'm still waiting on that this year, by the way. Right, yeah. right. Uh, but now, like, it looks like the team is mostly healthy. Um, I feel like most of our important players, all of our important players really are, they look to be healthy for this game. And then also it looks like Kamoko Ture might have a chance of coming back, which I feel like many Colts fans are very excited about. Right. Um, and if he does play, I'm not, I don't really have like the best expectations for his first game back. Um, but given maybe like some, some injuries, uh, maybe if like some of your offensive linemen don't play, he could make a huge impact, but I'm not really, expecting too much from this game if you sure
0: sure no and and like I said you get uh, the Raiders get Trent Brown back the Raiders have had an absolute gap uh, like a sieve at right tackle since Trent Brown's been out and this was an offensive line that I felt really good about going into the year but just Mm. Trent Brown's had like every possible thing go wrong for him this year. Um, I've been a Trent Brown believer. I've uh, every Raider nation thinks he's lazy and stuff. It's like, dude, the guy got COVID. He got his lung punctured by the guy getting an IV before the game. And I don't even remember. I think it was his lung or something many and, or no, I think it was air in the IV and it almost gave him like, he almost had like died. And so he's had all these things go wrong. So uh, I'm glad that the Raiders are at least somewhat healthy. I want to say Jonathan Abram might be back uh, this week. And Mm -hmm. um, last week, with the Raiders they give up 200 yards rushing to the Jets uh without uh Jonathan Abram and Jonathan Abram we (coughs) as Raider Nation we're not like we're hot and cold on him because I mean everybody saw the end of the Kansas City game Sunday night football like it was one of the worst blown coverages I've ever seen but at the end of the day in the team's run game he will he will make the running back pick you know decide do I want to die today or do I want to you know do I want to go there was no threat of that against the Jets so um I wanted to ask you the uh, I thought these two teams were they're more similar than I thought as far as the way they're constructed. It's like Mm -hmm. insane, especially on offense, Mm -hmm. Um, the way they're constructed. So they're both very tight end heavy, Mm -hmm. both very offensive uh, line heavy. They invest a lot. You guys have invested a lot in Anthony Costanzo definitely a uh, high draft pick, uh, pick and Quentin Nelson who's been phenomenal. I'm a Notre Dame fan. Love to see it. Uh, Ryan Kelly was also a first round pick if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just a lot of other stuff too. And you guys like to run the ball. I remember talking to you months ago, I posted something where I was like the top two teams. that love to just run on expected rundowns mm-hmm. like Colts and the Raiders. So yeah. like, what is it with uh, between Frank Reich and John Gruden? Like they love to run the ball. Isn't it crazy?
1: Yeah, I think um, pathologically, I think they might have Got into that decision like from two different places i wrote last season the first thing i wrote uh for the twitter account ever was um i had a take and it was basically that they were the lot the franchise was lying to us about like their confidence in jacoby Brissett, and run the damn ball was like a reaction to kind of the quarterback situation after andrew luck retired right and it was you know as you should it was really just playing to the strength of the team um, and it, it showed last season as well. We, uh, remember I think half of our wins, we actually had, we were more efficient running the ball than throwing the ball. And then, but like on the, in the same manner, we, um, we lost a couple games, uh, by a margin that we lost expected points by running the ball. Um, but I feel like, I don't know, maybe like this is like an outsider, but like with Gruden and like, like Josh Jacobs, like, I just feel like, like he's really pumped about having like that player. Cause I think Josh Jacobs is, is like disgusting like he he, like he's like he's one of my favorite players uh in the league definitely to watch and obviously i don't i don't think it is the best decision uh as far as like game planning to be running him 40 times a game but i'm not mad at it yeah Uh, just to see what
0: happens well it's nuts and and that's and he's one of those kind of like like he's one of those guys that almost like kind of busts the analytics a little bit where it's like and not even that because there are (coughs) shows that he is a valuable player because mm-hmm. him and nick chubb have the most yards gained on like their own right then the after yeah. contact and um it doesn't matter and that's what happened last week right Devontae booker who has had a really nice year for the raiders was like front and center and he was missing a lot of a lot of holes he was uh, it just wasn't the same and you realize how much josh jacobs kind of created on his own and right, right. He, he it's going to be the key because look the jets don't have the defense that the Colts have, so it's going to be. They're going to need Josh Jacobs to create something because the Colts front uh, front seven is is just it's actually really good and and you know so I don't know I think it's interesting how do you how do you feel about that how do you how do you feel about your chances of the front seven stopping Josh Jacobs?
1: Um, I think with DeForest Buckner back, Jesus, and I think I think we will be able to to stop him. I feel like it's possible that he could break one, but I think the, like the most important part about the way our front seven plays is the the defensive line, like almost always is keeping our linebackers clean. Um, Darius Leonard has been very public about how he's lost weight to get faster. So he's a linebacker and he's playing at like two Oh five, which is crazy for a guy who's getting a hundred, getting 150 tackles every season. And, and so with DeForest Buckner back, the way uh, Danico Autry has been playing the season, um, and then the way we're containing on the edge, I think it, it could be a big game for our run defense, especially if John Gruden wants to – if you guys – if you're not finding, like, the rhythm in the passing game and kind of having to resort to um, just kind of, like, pounding the rock, I, I think it would be, like, a – we could – be pretty dominant in the game yeah no I and,
0: I and i'm hoping they don't i hope they don't come out because when, one thing i think about gruden his re, his weakness is his big thing is he has so much ego in his play calling to the point where it's like how i will have my center yell where the run is going right right just because you hear about it, the 70s raiders there's like this big lore about the 70s raiders where they the offensive line used to literally gene upshaw and and guys like i used to go we're running left and you can't do anything about it Right, mm-hmm. and these were guards playing at like two sixty five back then. And, then, right. and then, and no, it was insane. So I think John Gruden like wants to do that, but to me, Derek Carr's been like ridiculously efficient this year, and, and yes. he's actually a very efficient quarterback. He always has been, but now the offense is just a little bit better. And I, I personally hope that he attacks guys like Rockerson on defense, and and guys like that, and um, because no, I, I, I think. I think the Colts are going to cheat on Darren Waller. I think they're going to cheat. I think they're going yes. to I think they're going to bracket him. And I think these wide receivers are going to have to beat the corners. Because I think was it Kenny Moore and uh um Xavier Rhodes, who I wanted on the Raiders so bad on a one-year deal because I thought mm-hmm. he was gonna fit that defense, that Zimmer Gunther kind of connection. I thought he was gonna fit that defense, and he's been phenomenal for you guys this year. And I really think the wide receivers are gonna have to win because I think the Colts are gonna cheat on Waller and Jacobs.
1: Yeah, I definitely. Like when I'm trying to think about like the matchup, like outside, I feel like a lot of your players, a lot of your receivers are built, uh, like really to like to attack the deep areas of the field. Yes, and I, I just, I have like this feeling that just suddenly, so, like there, I feel like there's definitely going to be a big play. Um, like you, like you mentioned with Rockus in, uh, Rock has like struggled, like struggled like heavily this season. I was surprised when I saw his been grade. Been I was looking ridiculous. at his grade time. Like he's
0: got like a 40 overall. Right. I, like, I thought he was pretty good. Like he was a he, temple guy. I liked him.
1: Yeah. He was like really solid. Um, like the last half of last season, but this season I don't really know what it is. I feel like he's a little more aggressive and he's been taking a lot of penalties and he's been whiffing a lot. Hmm. Um, and so he's, he's been giving up a lot, but on the other end with uh, Kenny Moore and Xavier Rhodes, they've been playing lights out. They're so good. Uh, Xavier Rhodes has been a big surprise in the offseason, I was definitely a big hater of. Oh, I of wanted him, signing. Man. I wanted. I it. I, I, just, I him. just couldn't believe. Like I was just like, wow, this guy. Like he's been like really like he was pretty bad his last year in uh, Minnesota, and I, I didn't really see it with the Colts, but um, I definitely feel like given the speed in our back seven or lack of like this could be like a really deep game for the, for the Raiders.
0: It's, it's going to come up to, to protection too, because uh, last week, right. The Derek Carr was getting smacked around by the jets. Like, and, and he was, he made some really bad throws. <clears throat> like even the throw before, I mean, everybody saw the final plate of rugs. That was one of the best throws I've ever seen him make. It was incredible. But even before that he was, he missed Aguilar deep. He missed guys like that, but he was getting, he was getting swarmed by the jets and and look, Quinn and Williams guys like that. They have some underrated guys in their in their front three, I would mm-hmm. say but uh getting Trent Brown back I I think it, and I think somebody's he can't be in top tip top tier shape right now after not playing for most of the season so it's going to be interesting because DeForest Buckner when he was still with San Francisco the Raiders played a Thursday night game it was Nick Mullins debut and they mm-hmm. got boat raced and DeForest Buckner was getting whatever he wanted and you know look that was a younger Colton Miller he's a lot better now um and it's really – if if the Colts are able to get pressure, we all understand when Derek Carr gets hit, that ball can come out. Yes. That ball can come out. And that, and that to me, is going to be the difference in the game. It's always – look, it's easy to say it's a turnover. You know, you got to win the turnover battle. But, like, honestly, that's kind of what it's going to come down to because Phillip Rivers turns the ball over against the Raiders a lot too, which is yeah. insane. I, we don't force turnovers against anybody except Phillip Rivers. All right. So that's going to be weird. And to my next question, you talked about it earlier with Phillip Rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, how much better? I just, this is just hasn't really had nothing to do with the game. How much better is a healthy Andrew Luck than Philip Rivers win win total wise? How how good are you guys? Are you guys are you guys like resting players at this point? Like
1: it's crazy. I feel like, I mean, I could go game by game. When I look at our schedule, I like I can't. I feel like, oh man. Um, if we had Andrew Luck, I I feel like we would be like contending to be like a top three or four team. the yeah. AFC. I think you're right. Um, the defense, I think like the defense has like obviously been surprising this year, um, and I don't really know if that is really because of how COVID has affected like the prep of like just right. like the league in general, and we just look better because most other defenses are a lot worse. Um And then it's hard for me to also be confident in this going forward, just because like even without saying like we don't have like big name players we don't i we don't have a lot of players that I can like consistently say like every season these players are gonna be good like we have I would say like three or four maybe marquee players and maybe a lot of young guys that I'm hopeful for in the future, but no one that I can like besides the four or five players that I'm talking about, uh no one that I can say. Is like straight up like yeah this is a good player for our team like for the next five years like they're gonna be a good player and they make a difference um so if we had andrew luck i i would be uh just be running rampant talking about a super bowl yeah uh, that's like going nuts but
0: that was that <laughs> sucks man that was i mean that's gotta that's gotta be shitty man i like but... i remember when that happened Cause I, I remember even last year when that happened, like uh, right before you guys were on the schedule. The Raiders have been playing the Colts like all the time. I feel like, and um, I remember when that happened, and I remember Brissett being the starter. And Brissett started hot last year, actually, and the Raiders yeah. played them early in the year. And the Colts were like a like a three and I don't know if they were three and one, but we it started was, uh, five and
1: two, yeah,
0: yeah. But I think because I think the Raiders played them early, the year, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, and mm-hmm. and um, and. I, I expect a battle in this game. Like honestly, like a like a like a battle. I, I if the look, if the Colts are able to get to car early and rattle him and make him fumble, then mm-hmm. maybe not. But I expect like a pretty back and forth battle because that's kinda it's kinda how it's been. I mean, even uh even I think God what was it Gruden's first year, I wanna say the game where Mo Alley Cox had that one hand one handed catch a couple years ago. Yeah, that yeah. That was yeah. kind of a blowout. That was the uh twenty eighteen. Yeah, one yeah, exactly. So that one, but even like the games have been pretty good against the Raiders and Colts, except for the, scary, the worst day of my life when Derek Carr broke his leg in 2016, Trent Cole. Uh, yeah. Other than that. But, yeah, <laughs> that game. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I expect a battle. But the, uh, well, well, let's get to Derek Carr. What, what is your perspective on Derek Carr? Because Raider Nation argues about him more than they argue about anybody else on the team. So what is your outsider perspective on Derek Carr? And be honest. Be honest.
1: I look at Derek Carr kind of like the same way I look at, like, Kirk Cousins where I we have, like, all this information and evidence. Like, this guy is actually, like, a good quarterback. Like, he can help you win games. But, like, in my mind, I just don't look at him, like, I don't, like, match up with that evidence. Um, I feel like his play style is one to be critiqued. Because um, you've seen all the graphs about, you know, like, like distance to the goal like distance to the down and how he his play style doesn't waver you know relative to what he has to do um he but like even so like he is wildly like fairly efficient even throwing like not that far down the field he still has like high completion percentage over expectation and so I think Derek Carr like he he's at the point where you're probably not looking to to like actually replace him the way other teams are right but he's like he's like on the edge
0: yeah exactly and it's and it's it's the way i look at him is like you can see him you can tell not like tell early but he's he's so different like after his first turnover and usually it's a fumble when he throws a pick he's usually good about bouncing back but after that first fumble he doesn't trust anything any kind of (coughs) pressure he doesn't trust his offensive line anymore after that Mm -hmm. and uh what separates him, I think, from the other kind of mid-tier quarterbacks – I do think he's kind of on the upper end of mid, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what separates him is third downs. He's, like, like insanely good on third down. And, yeah. and it's – it's this year, that's been a savior. Like, it, it's been – without that, I don't think the Raiders are – I don't think the Raiders win four games if he's not <laughs> – if he's not – like, for the whole year, if he's not this good on third down. So, it's really interesting uh, the, the way – because I, I – at the beginning of the year, in the offseason, I'm kind of like, dude, are we really – Seven years in a row, huh? Of like not doing anything, really. You know, one year he breaks his leg. It's unfortunate. But, but really, I'm thinking seven years. But I think with him and Gruden, I think, I think Gruden's going to trust him until he can't. And, and it's, uh, it's interesting. I, I, I can't say that they should replace him right now. I really
1: can't. Yeah. He's like kind of like the, like the, like the perfect mid tier quarterback where i think he can enhance his teammates but he does like come and go with like the weapons around him and the system around him and so when you have gruden then you have a lot of players who they might not have big names but they have like all sorts of utility with like their play style with kind of like their build i think like he can be like wildly successful and then you know obviously we did see that um in 2016 as you're talking about where you know him michael crabtree um they really were lighting up the league until he got hurt and really like you guys were big playoff hopefuls Ah, man um yeah and then the injury happened
0: and then trent cole fell <laughs> like right. you no know, it was the weirdest play in the world donald penn slips it's the only sack he gives up the entire year he mm. slips trent cole then slips and falls into Derek Carr. it's like like you, you know what could, like it was the worst it was the most raider thing ever like it was it was insane it was insane so like that, and they were they were like rolling that game too. They were like playing their best yes, football, that yeah. game. Like it was just like wow. It was like a
1: fairly me, like meaningless game. Like we just like our team was wouldn't have yeah. luck.
0: No, and it was just it was it was just yeah. like wow. This team is like really getting it. And uh, okay, so I'm gonna go quick. I got a few more questions for you, and we're gonna go quick through them. Give me somebody on the Colts right now. Somebody on the Colts offense or defense that I, I don't know about, or at least the people listening to this do not know
1: about. That is like watch out for this guy um oof. i would probably say like this is like a like a very like not like sexy answer but grover grover stewart i knew you were Art, gonna say that that's why I, it was
0: like a setup question <laughs> i
1: saw you posting about it yeah he like i i really think he's like a top three nose tackle in the league when you play the type of defense we want to play with our linebackers keeping them like making sure that they can not get reached is probably the most important part of our defense. Everyone else is keeping everything forward, but if, if a running back gets through, it's, it's like, it's going to be heavy games like the entire game. And this season, like the way he takes on like double teams, the way he really like plugs up gaps has been like absolutely incredible. And I don't think he'll ever get um, the kind of like national recognition for a lot of different reasons. Like I would compare him to Vita Vey, but, Vita Vea, obviously it was a high draft pick and, and he plays right. for you know a fairly popular team right now because of uh what's happening with their team and what happened in the offseason with Tom Brady. Um but in this game especially, like if if the Raiders if we if we like want to secure the run game and make sure that like Josh Jacobs just doesn't break the game open, like he is the X factor.
0: Uh like, yeah, no, one hundred percent. And he just got paid, right?
1: Yes, uh, nice. got three like years. three years, thirty million type deal.
0: Really? Well, mm-hmm. Raider Nation, let's hope he mails it in now. Now that he got paid, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nonetheless, yeah, and, and it's a huge thing because Rodney Hudson's been a staple for the Raiders. But this year, Rodney Hudson, in my opinion, has had kind of a down year. He really hasn't like I, last last week. He was terrible uh, mm-hmm. in, in the and in, and I and I hate to say it. It's almost blasphemous to slander Rodney Hudson, but it just hasn't been good. Gabe Jackson's been off and on. So and Denzel Good is. Richie Incognito it should be there, and Richie Incognito is huge in this run game. So right. the interior the offensive line used to be probably the most <laughs> solidified position on this Raider team, and mm-hmm. this year it's been kind of volatile, and and uh, I, think, I think you're exactly right, and I think with him and Buckner and the guys like that, it's, it's going to be uh, important that the Raiders control the line of scrimmage. I think that's going to dictate whether the Raiders can run the ball or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my next question to you is, give me a player on the Raiders right now
1: um, that you're scared of. Oh uh, shoot! I mean, I really could pick like any, like any receiver. Uh, but I would probably say like Darren Waller. I think the Colts, like when we when we've played like a marquee like receiving threat, they we've done this thing where we try to like box them with like it, if they play like inside. Um, really talking about like the like 2018 playoff game against the Texans, right? DeAndre Hopkins was playing like inside a lot. And what we did basically was try to box him like in and out with Darius Leonard and Kenny Moore. I just don't think either of them are fast enough to be able to cover Darren Waller.
0: I mean, nobody is.
1: Yeah. He's, he's he's very fast. He (laughs) he is a specimen. And I think like he, like again, like he is the type of player, like who could really just like break the game open. Um, And I feel like if, the game gets close and we're like, we're in, you know, like the fourth quarter, like that is when the Philip rivers stuff happens that a lot of people are worried about. And like, like you said, he has a history of doing that against the Raiders. It's so weird. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's so weird. No, I, I know. We know Philip rivers like the back of our hand. Like he's one of those guys, like if their defense, if the defense is making plays around him and guys are getting open, Philip rivers is going to kill you. He's going to pick you mm-hmm. apart. You know what I mean? So you're right. But yeah, Waller, one hundred percent. I think it's that. I think he's the I think he's I don't it's weird. I think he's better for this offense than Josh Jacobs. Like, I think he's like I think he's one of those guys that can break the game apart. And Josh Jacobs is a closer. He's like Mariano Rivera to me. Like he's just yeah. when you have a lead in the fourth quarter and you need a couple first downs, like I'd rather I will not. I won't settle for any other back than Josh Jacobs. But right, right. I, I'm, I'm glad you said, Derek, Wall, Darren Waller. So. Um, all right. So give me one reason. Why you think the Colts are going to win Sunday?
1: Okay, so one one thing about the NFL and how like teams perform is you, you see through history that teams will peak, and I think the Colts are peaking right now in mm. these past couple of weeks. Um, I think like the passing offense is extremely efficient right now, and everything that we put into Jonathan Taylor is really coming to fruition as far as his uh, him uh, like. Hit, Beginning of the season, it felt like he was, like, flying into holes that weren't there. Um, and obviously, that's a play call. And if he's just executing the play, like, that's not necessarily on him. But now he's a little bit more patient. And he's a- making more plays in the run game. Um, and so I feel like the Colts are peaking. And I also feel like the Raiders are, like, not peaking. Like, they are, like, you guys, I think you peaked uh, kind of, like, mid season. When that hype train was, you know, starting to build, and then Sad. it culminated, in you guys beating the Chiefs, and even with the Jets, the Jets win. I like that's not the type of win that you know. Obviously, I know you had you had that thing about like feeling confident, like or you know, after the after the win, still feeling good about it. But I think it's just if anything, we're catching your team at the wrong time, and you're catching our team at the wrong time, like both ways.
0: Yeah. Well, and here's the thing about that, I. I was mad because Raider fans are mad that they won. I was yes. mad at that. Why are you mad? Why are you right. mad? Like no, it's a shitty win. I'm not going to say it's not. You're you're it's a, it's a bad it's wasn't good. You go 200 mm-hmm. yards rushing. You let Sam Darnold pick you apart and you you basically let Derek Carr get beat up by the Jets defense. But the prop, the, the way I like the way they won that game. And I'm just going to try <laughs> to polish this as as best as I can and is it was henry ruggs henry ruggs did everything to lose the game against the jets fumbled caused an interception and i'm just hoping that that was a confidence boost for the 12th overall pick first wide receiver taken in a loaded class i'm hoping that that was a confidence booster and he's been getting open a lot more he's been getting separation a lot more against uh against press and stuff like that i'm hoping that that connection Is starting between him and Carr starts like that was something that's like, okay, I'm able to build off that. And, and look, there's nothing I can use to quantify that. There's nothing I can, you know, use as empirical uh, for that, but I'm just hoping that, that that could happen. That was my whole thing. I'm like, you, the loss, this game's meaningless, right? If a loss against that jets, I don't, this is six and six team against the Colts that are going to just walk into the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, like, so that was that was my whole take on it and and I don't know. It was just, it was just weird to me. But uh, nonetheless, give me one reason why the Colts might not win this game. Um
1: I think What are your demons? Uh, what are your Colts my demons? demons? We'll talk about them right now. <laughs> my Colts demons. I feel like uh, it's really easy to like make this point. I'll, I have like two answers. So Good. Yeah. First one, like I said with like the emergence of Jonathan Taylor, like if we if this game turns into like who can run the ball better, um, I just am not the most confident that not necessarily that we couldn't do it better, but like, just like that wouldn't be the best strategy for us to try to go ahead and win this game. Um, but I, the main reason I think that we won't win the game was probably Derek Carr. I think a lot of things you've said about like him handling pressure, like that is obviously a weakness and the Colts this season have been great. Um, getting, you know, getting to the quarterback without blitz I thing. I read the other day that we're like uh, we're like in the upper 10 of the league in like uh, pressure rate, but we blitz like the third least. Um, so the front four is usually hitting, but say we don't hit in this game. I feel like Derek Carr has like this season, especially like he's done really well against these like zone heavy teams, like, especially like, as you saw with the chiefs game um and in the case that he exploits kind of like some of the the coverage issues um with our team like I think I think it might be a like a huge Derek Carr game Um, it's gonna have to be
0: yeah (laughs) it's gonna have to be no no joke I don't I don't see a scenario and look who knows I remember when the Raiders played the Bears last year I didn't think they'd be able to run the ball on the Bears and they ran the ball down their throat I have no idea it could happen and that's why we play the game um I had one more question and this is because let me give you a little background between Raiders Twitter. We can't stand Paul Gunther. None of us can stand it, but there's also kind of a thing where it's like, is it Paul Gunther or is it like maybe drafting guys that aren't that good it, with high draft capital, maybe reaching on guys like Damon Arnett, maybe uh, drafting box safeties in the first round. Maybe it may be drafting edge setting defensive linemen fourth overall. Maybe it's something. Right, like right. but um, give me. So, I'm going to ask you because I, I saw the Colts make a transformation a couple years ago defensively with mm. uh, Matt. Uh, is it Eberflues? Is that Iberflus, Yes. Yeah. yeah. So did you see schematically something that made the players you currently had a lot better? It, was it just like night and day different or did it have to be just like, hey, we drafted a lot better on defense? Because like, I think as Raider fans, we don't quite know what the problem is.
1: Um, I mean, if you're like specifically talking about like the Colts defense, I think – The strength of the scheme is that it's not necessarily relying too much like on the quality of of, like our individual players. Um, And let's say like schematically, like you're looking for a few traits to fit and maybe like the problems with like the Raiders is they're leaning too far into that. One kind of like idea, like opinion I have on like scouting and drafting the NFL is like you pay your coaches millions of dollars like if this guy maybe like necessarily out of college, isn't like the perfect fit or like, he's not the perfect leader. He didn't necessarily have this role, but like in the case of like taking Cleveland Farrell over Josh Allen. Um, Brian Burns. Brian Burns, Brian yes.
0: Burns. That was the one that, that was my guy. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: It's like, like, you know, like you give your coaching staff the supreme talent and you, you hope they make it work. And I feel like the Colts have made that work. None of the players that we necessarily have um, out of the Colts system, I can't really say they would be successful, like, on another team. But with what they bring to this team, um, they, like, they do the the roles well. And I feel like the best evidence for that, um, I know there's, like, been some discourse today about, like, how accurate they are. But, like, when you look at, like, PFF grades for our defensive players, they're usually not that high, uh, usually, like, low 70s, like, high 60s. Which yeah. is really saying like I was shocked much. when I
0: looked. Even like, I know Darius Leonard has like a whole beef with PFF, like being yeah. like top 100. Yeah, I, I remember that. But I was shocked. I was like, man,
1: I thought these guys would be way higher. Yeah, yeah. I Darius Leonard, he, I mean, PFF does, PFF rates him as like the like the fifth best linebacker every year.
0: Which I don't, don't value linebackers that high. That's the problem. Too. Right, right. You don't and view them as positionally like they love corners yes Um, (laughs) draft a corner and a wide
1: receiver every every round i mean i mean i don't think think it'd be awful for the colts no Uh, no no yeah yeah Yeah, um but like definitely i feel like i don't understand i don't really uh understand like this the scheme that you guys are running you're running like what like a 3-4
0: no, it's a 4-3. Yeah, it's, it's a 4-3. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, that's sad. Right. I mean, the fact that people don't know, like, like I'm not saying, like, it's just we don't know either. It's it's weird. And they they draft guys like Trayvon Mullen and Damon Arnett who are, like, legit press physical corners, and they right. play, like, they don't travel, and mm-hmm. they don't do So I, I see things, and I listen to guys. There's a uh, shout-out taped live Marcus Johnson, B.D. Williams. They do a fantastic job with things like that. And I see things, but I'm just wondering, is like, for you as, as a Colts, when they brought in Matt Eberflus, did you see just like, whoa, you know what I mean? This is so different. That's, I guess that's what I was wondering.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Um, So basically what I would say is like, like very publicly, like, do they speak about like the type of defense they want to build? Because with the Colts, like in our media, it's kind of, it's like very specific as to like the type of players they want. And it's like kind of like a meme in like the Colts community of like, oh, this is a, a Chris Ballard player on defense. Right. And, like, using, like, a different lot of, like, analytics, the Colts basically, like, sift through draft prospects and they rule them out just, like, even if they're good players, like, based on, like, they don't fit with the team. And if you don't really have a direction of the defense of, like, the the exact type of player you want, I think there is a lot of um, room for, like, error in your drafting, even when you don't necessarily hit on, like, a high-quality player who, you know, maybe isn't useful for your team, too. That I mean,
0: that's good. I, no, I because I, I I'm I'm interested too because I I think if the Raiders do make a move in the off season, I'm just wondering like you bring in somebody who runs the same style of defense because John Gruden I don't think he'll ever switch to a three four. I think he's Tampa two. Right. I think he wants he wants to recreate the 2002 Bucks, but you know who? Okay, do you have Derek Brooks? Do you have you know Warren Sapp? Do you have no? You don't. So I'm just wondering player versus scheme that that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, I mean, I, I think you I think you answered it pretty well. But uh yeah I mean do you have do you have any questions about the Raiders for this weekend do you have any like what like what what do you what do you not know about the Raiders
1: I mean I don't know a lot about the Raiders to be honest
0: yeah Uh, um you don't you if you don't have to have a question it's fine I was just wondering
1: yeah I don't really have a question
0: (laughs) no it's all good no uh but yeah it's gonna be a huge game this Sunday Mm, it's gonna be huge for both teams um like I said the Raiders need it more than the Colts but the Colts need it and uh yeah. Thanks for joining me, man. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad we got to do me. this. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely glad. Um, I don't know what this, I don't know how many times we're going to play you guys again, but anytime the Colts play, you should come on. So, um, and, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. So give me, uh, just do some, any plugs, anything you got going on,
1: just go ahead and let any, anybody know. All right. Um, I guess like for football, um, I haven't really been making content this year. Um, just cause I've been working a lot like on Sundays, like when the games happen, so I can't really tweet about the game by the time Brutal. I watch the game uh it's like Tuesday or Wednesday um but I definitely will bring it back draft season. I have a lot of draft takes um so go ahead and follow me uh, at iscout eighteen um I'm okay. really just trying to bring like general information to Colts uh, and cover like you know everything really anything about the Colts. um I love talking with people on Twitter uh most times um and yeah, I'm just really like you know decided to get back into it here soon as soon as i finish the semester and you're on twitch right yes i am on twitch that's i tong i um it's i t h a w n g i cool um in my personal life i'm a competitive call of duty player so if you're into that well, we got um, some Warzone.
0: we got some Warzone. we got guys that play over here yeah, yeah no
1: like i'm raider nation so hey you never know
0: Mm-hmm. so you might, you you might get somebody like just yelling at you like like just <laughs> i'm about <laughs> up, up this tonight you might get somebody yelling at you talking shit so right, uh, right but yeah nonetheless uh yeah man thanks for joining me um i appreciate it i wanted to do something different this week do a mm-hmm. little pre- a preview to a huge game huge game for the raiders biggest game they've had in a long time and yep. uh yeah appreciate it man uh i'm at glenn rockney uh i have another podcast called at rare candy pod one and uh you can follow that twitter both twitter accounts and uh Yeah, that's it for us, guys. Uh, Yeah, we'll see what happens Sunday. (laughs) All right, man.